This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this episode from the archives, we'll be delving into the topic of player self-evaluations. Throughout my coaching career, this has been an essential tool for understanding and developing my players. It provided me with valuable insights into their perceptions, attitudes, and goals, allowing us to tailor our coaching approach to their individual needs. I go through and share page by page all of the questions and survey items and the significance of player self-evaluations, as well as the impact they can have on the team's development. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Today on the Coaching Coordinator Podcast, we're going to take another page out of my notebook and we're going to be focusing on player self-evaluations. This is something I like to do with every single one of my teams throughout my career. 
Uh, when I became a coordinator, I would continue this with guys on the offensive side of the ball, especially my position players, and I encouraged all of my coaches on the offensive side of the ball to do it. Um, I think this is a valuable tool to learn a lot about your players and see how they evolve over time. It's something I do give them each year, and I'll, I will see those things change over the course of their career as they mature. So let's start with what is sheet one, and this is something you certainly could administer via some kind of Google Doc or survey I always printed it out and gave it to them and had them fill it out and give it back to me. So the first page basically starts like this. I give them a rating scale telling them that 1 to 10 is the scale, 10 is best, and to rate themselves on the following topics with an exclamation point behind the two words, be honest. So number one, football preparation, playbook study, film study, etc. Do you know the specifics of playing your position and how offense, defense, and special teams work. So I felt it was important to get that information from them and really get an idea of their football IQ, at least in their estimation. And, and again, sometimes they'll overestimate, sometimes they'll underestimate, but at least you get an idea of what their perception of each topic is. Number two was promoting our program. What do you do to encourage others to play, especially at the youth and junior high level? So I wanted to see, again, 1 through 10, how do you evaluate yourself on that idea of promoting the program? And, you know, obviously a kid who's a, a 10 and feels he's promoting it well, maybe is somebody we need to lean on to help us build our numbers. But if it's a one, we need to talk to that kid about that and see, number one, why isn't he promoting it? Is there something about our program that bothers him? And what we, can we do to get him to be a good ambassador for our program? Number three, social. Are you moderate in your behavior? Do you make good decisions? This could be a, a wide range of things, but again, it gives them that opportunity to tell us where they feel they are. Number four is attitude. Number five, passion. How passionate are you about football? I think that's an important one. Some kids are out there for different reasons. I mean, they want to be around their friends. They want to be a part of a group maybe that's popular in school. How much do they really love the game? That's important to know who our most passionate players are. Six, communication. Do you communicate well with coaches and teammates? Now, we're going to accumulate this data for all our players and understand how good are we at this as a team. What's their perception? If we got a bunch of things that come back to us in our one, two, three, four, five below standard, we probably have some problems with communication and we'll be able to address those as a coaching staff. Seven, punctuality. Are you on time to school lifting practice? Number eight, teammate. How good of a teammate are you? That's something important to understand, too. If there's not a connection between players, if they don't feel that alignment together, there's probably a problem. Number nine, dependability. Can your teammates and coaches count on you? That's an important one to get them to assess. How dependable do they feel? Are they that guy that really their teammates can rely on? And when they're coming back and saying, oh, maybe not, maybe I'm not high that in that area, then it's something that we will address. Number 10, rest and sleep. 11, diet. 12, toughness. Obviously, that, that is very or subjective there, I should say. And number 13, leadership. So that's the first page. It's a 1 through 10. We don't require any explanations, but we'll go back and use this then in our meetings as something to serve as a point of conversation, something as a conversation starter to really get to the root of some of these things when we sit down with our players individually, whether that be the head coach sitting down with the player, the coordinator, the position coach. I do feel that it's important for each of the position coaches to do this and understand their players, but as a head coach, I wanted to do this as well. 
Okay, the next page I include in this packet are kind of just basic information things. These are things that typically we have on file, but it's also that opportunity. Things do change over the course of the year for these guys to update that information. So it's just name, address, their home phone or cell phone, email, parents' names, parents' work number, parents' cell, parents' email. Question, I live with both parents, mom, dad. Do you have a computer at home? And their birthday. Okay, that's the other thing we want to include on there. That should be something we have at all times. Sometimes those slip through the cracks, so it's a chance for us to gather that information. The next page included is on their uh, desire of what they want to play in the next season on offense, defense, and special teams. Some of their measurables in the weight room and on the track. Their desires to play beyond football, etc. So, uh, in the first section, it says, what positions would you like to play in? And right now, we, I would put in there 2019 on offense. And it's just really circle these positions. Center, guard, tackle, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback, tailback, fullback. Again, that would vary depending on what you call your positions, how many different positions you have within your offense. Same thing goes on defense. It was tackle and inside linebacker, outside linebacker, strong safety, corner, free safety. Again, whatever you have there, listing those. Specialty, I put in kick, long snap, and return. Thinking about that right now, I would include the units as well. And I'd really want to see what kids do have that desire to play on special teams beyond just kicking, snapping, and return. And maybe you could break that up into other things like covering kicks or blocking on return teams if you wanted to just focus on the skills or, as I said, maybe go into each particular unit. Now, the next section is just some measurables. So, Over the course of the season, we might not do as much in terms of collecting data on what their maxes are, but they have a pretty good idea after they've been out of it for a couple weeks of where they're at, and this is something we'll give to them right away, but I always let about a week and a half to two weeks go by before we start those meetings. I want them to get a little bit away from the season before they talk to us again, but at the same time, not too far. So clean, deadlift, vertical jump, 40, squat bench, height, weight. Maybe they know those things, maybe they don't. If they don't know any of those things, it tells us a little bit about their attention to detail in the weight room. They should have a general idea of where those are. But again, that'll serve as something that we can then build uh, some goals, some physical goals off of as we head into the next offseason. Are you planning to go to college? I think that's an important one. We want to be pushing these guys to be the absolute best they can. If college is a desire, we certainly want to be emphasizing to them how important it is to stay on top of their grades, which we would do anyway, but especially if they want to get into college. And then I think another important one, do you want to play ball in college? For a lot of these guys, the answer is no. Uh, For some of them, the answer is yes. And really, those are the guys then we're going to focus on. Can we find them a place to play in college? It might not be at the exact level they want, but I really feel for most kids with some athletic ability and the desire, there is a place for them that they'll fit well as a student athlete if that really is their desire. Cumulative grade point average. Again, if they don't know that, uh, that's definitely a concern for some of those things like, do you want to go to college? Are you playing a winter sport? List the sport. Are you planning on playing a spring sport? List the sport. And then some basics, t-shirt size, short size, shoe size. Typically, those would be things that we would include in packages. At least it gives us an idea to start planning where we might need to get inventory on some things. And then I think this next question is pretty important to ask all of your players because it helps you build your program. Do you know of anyone who's thinking about playing who the coaching staff should contact? If yes, 
please list their names below. And it gives just name and grade next year. We picked up a lot of guys from that who we would talk to and bring in the program. I would say a high percentage because those kids know that maybe there is that guy out there who's a good athlete, maybe a little bit shy, maybe not quite confident in going to a coach and saying, hey, coach, I want to play. But this gives us that opportunity to seek out that guy. The next page focuses on personal. So it says at the top, personal, tell me something about you. It says siblings, names, and ages. The next question, why do you play football? That tells us a lot, I think, as we sit down with them and understand why they're playing. If they're being honest with us, we're going to get to right, right to the core of their why. What's your favorite subject in school? What's your least favorite subject? That might give us some ideas of what we're focusing on as we keep checking in on eligibility and where their grades are throughout the offseason. Who's your favorite teacher? Who's your least liked teacher? What sports did your father play? What are your educational or occupational goals? Do you work and where? So from that, I think we start to gather a lot of information about who is this player as a person? Who are they off the field? A little bit about their family, those things. And again, it's not just turn this in. We're going to sit down and discuss these things. So we'll get into, tell me a little bit about your brother and sister and what they're like and learn about their family life. And again, I think this starts that conversation and gets us to emphasize as coaches, these guys are definitely more than the X and O that they are on the piece of paper than the player on the field. And we start to get just to know them as people and develop that relationship and rapport with them. The next page, and hear me flipping through these, looking right here. These are some questions that tell us a little bit about the dynamics of our team. So it is one page. It has 12 spaces in each section. You certainly could include more or less of this. But the first question or first statement, it says, list in order who you think our 12 best players are. Why do we do that? Well, I think we start to understand Again, what are these guys' perceptions of the athletes in our program? Some of it gets into who are the guys who work the hardest. Some of it gets into the skill. They have different reasons for listing them there. Again, I would go through and talk with them about the players they list and why. And yes, these are longer conversations we have. I set up about an hour time with each kid over the course of the offseason as the head coach. and So it might take several weeks to get this done, but I, I would set aside time during my planning period, during my lunch, before school and after school for guys to get these meetings set up. And they were really good about coming to these meetings because there's a lot for them to discuss and a lot for us to understand as coaches. The next one is list in order the member of the teams that that you like best. Again, I think that starts to tell us a little bit something about the dynamics of our team. Who are those most liked guys? Who are the names we see again and again? Are those guys our leaders? That's important to ask ourselves. If if those guys are positive influences, that's a good thing. If they're doing things we know we don't quite like or don't align with what we want in our program, then we're going to have some things to address. The next thing I have is list in order the members of your team that you like least. Again, we put 12 spots on there. You can certainly limit that. I would give it enough space in there just to get some names. Maybe they don't fill all those things out. But again, it's a start of a conversation, understanding the dynamics of our team. We see those same guys' names appear again and again and again. We have to start asking ourselves something about that player and what we can do to help them as a member of our team have a better relationship with their teammates, do things the right way, whatever it might be. It's going to allow us to identify and solve some potential problems. 
I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. And then the last sheet on here goes a little bit into two different topics. It tells us a little bit about what they think of our opponents and then talks a little bit about some of the things they, they think about athletics. So the first section basically has a list of all of our opponents there for them, and then a 1 through 10, and we just call it our opponent hate list. So 1 is our most hated opponent, 10 is our least hated opponent. Why include this section? Well, I feel, again, it allows us the opportunity for us to see you know, if a team is, is listed, again, number 1 throughout, we might have that traditional rival, but our players might see somebody else's that most hated team on our schedule and allows us to understand maybe a little bit about why. You never know what it is. I know my son's team, these guys grow up playing the same kids throughout their career in sports from the different communities. They get to be friends with some, enemies with others. And it's funny that the team we might see as, as adults is our rival because it's been the traditional rival on the schedule might not exactly be the one that our kids see. And then it allows us to look at, okay, number 10, who's, who's the team they're least worried about? And I think as we go into the next season and we put this data together, we understand that, hey, this team was listed 9 or 10 on every single one of our guys' sheets. This might be a trap game for us. This might be a game that they're, you know, they don't think much of this team, that they're not worried about them, that they don't really care about that as much we have to put a little bit more focus on that game and direction and how we're going to prepare them mentally and emotionally for the game and then the last two sections is what sports team do you admire the most college or pro and it gives them four spots to list the team and then it gives a space that says reason you admire them why include this well again understanding what they value in team why is it that team is your favorite it's funny the different things that the list but again it starts that conversation about what makes a good team. And then what athletes do you admire most? Again, college or pro, list the athlete and the reason you admire them, one through four. That gets us to, to a little bit of who do these guys emulate? Who do they think are the best? What things are they looking to do maybe and how they're approaching the game? And I would hope that they have some good role models and good reasons. But again, at the very least, it allows us the opportunity to discuss those things with them. So a wide range of things and instruments there to collect some data, but the most important thing, we're not just collecting that data, we're having a conversation. We're getting to know the player. We're discussing all those things that we feel are important in our program. We're getting to know a little bit about their personal life, their family, to the extent that they're willing to share with us. 
And I think all of this then, you know, some of it is going to be data we collect and, and scale and put together and figure out where did all these answers fall. And the other things are just to get to know our players better and help them become better players, help them achieve some goals in the future. So this is the first step I would always include. We would hand that out on our last day. We'd have those ready usually a week or two before the last regular season game on our schedule so that once that hit, when we would collect equipment, this would go out and again, we'd start setting those times up. We would usually put a week to 10 days in between the start time of equipment collection and the first meeting, Um, but we would put those schedules up on the last day as well. We would have them sign up with their position coach and meet with their position coach first And then after that, we would have them have a time after they schedule their position meeting to sign up with the head coach, and we'd have that sign-up sheet there as well. As the head coach, having 75 kids in the program would mean I'm going to sit down 75 times, but I can tell you it was well worth my time. It was well worth developing those relationships. It was well worth understanding every aspect of our program on the social side, emotional side, the family side, what they thought of themselves as athletes, help them develop on and off the field. And I think this was a great instrument for us over the course of what we did to help develop our team. I hope you found this information about player self-evaluations valuable. As a coach, taking the time to understand each player on a personal level and discussing various aspects of their lives has proven to be extremely beneficial for our team. These conversations help us develop a deeper connection with our players address any concerns, and provide the support they need to excel both on and off the field. I encourage all coaches to consider implementing similar self-evaluation processes to enhance their understanding of their players and foster a positive and supportive team environment. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want a PDF of this self-evaluation that I shared here today, please sign up for our weekly tip sheet. We will include this one in our next edition.